United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. The Horn of Africa is a region of the world that uh, may not uh, receive the kind of attention it should, but uh, there there is a great deal going on there. Uh, several several things happening uh, that that bear watching. And to discuss that, we're joined by Peyton Knopf, advisor with the Africa Program at the United States Institute of Peace. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Kent. Uh, let's start with the elections coming up in Ethiopia in August. Um, why why is that important to us, and uh, why should the U.S. care? So these are the first elections, Kent, uh, that to be had in Ethiopia where the prospect of a change in party, a change in government, uh, is real uh, for the last 15 years. And this comes about uh, in, in the context of the most important political transition in the country since the end of the Cold War. Uh, and the stakes are tremendous. This is a country of 110 million people, uh, very ethnically diverse. Uh, and were this to solidify the democratic transition, it could really alter the trajectory of this, this region that sits at the crossroads of Africa and the Middle East uh, for the better. Uh, by contrast, were the election uh, to go poorly, were there to be violence either before the election uh, or after the election, uh, the, the, the risks of state collapse are huge. Uh, and the consequences of that, uh, both for U.S. interests and for the interests of our allies in Europe, uh, would be devastating in terms of um, mass migration, flows of weapons, uh, and other uh, really tremendous uh, threats emanating uh, from a country under, under such severe distress. And uh, I, I would imagine that that would also have a ripple effect throughout that, that part of the, the continent. That's absolutely right. And as I said, I mean, this sits uh, at, a, at a particularly uh, strategic crossroads between Africa uh, and the Middle East, connecting the Gulf uh, to, the, uh, to the east, uh, Egypt to the north, uh, the Sahel to the west. Uh, and all the way down to, to East Africa, vital maritime trade routes here. Um, and again, uh, very important for European allies uh, as well, as it's more or less in their near abroad. Mm -hmm. Talking with Peyton Knopf from the United States Institute of Peace. Uh, also, uh, Sudan is continuing its transition. Uh, uh, Bashir uh, al-Bashir will be handed over for the genocide trial. Uh, that uh, could be important in Sudan's tradition, in, in, in Sudan's transition, as I understand it. So there was this announcement yesterday uh, by a member of the government, uh, as you said. Uh, it remains to be seen how that will be implemented in practice. Uh, Sudan is also, as you said, going through uh, its own transition uh, from uh, the previous regime of Omar al-Bashir. Uh, and currently you have a transitional government that is a cohabitation agreement between uh, the military and civilian forces. And so there are multiple centers of power uh, and decision-making in Khartoum. And so what you see in this instance is a reflection of that, where you have uh, one part of the government indicating uh, the potential to hand over Bashir and some of the other uh, individuals who were indicted by the ICC. It's not clear if that will be followed through, how it will be followed through. Uh, and that can be said about a number of, uh, of different um, policy decisions that have been made in recent months, because you uh, see this constant give and take back and forth between the civilian authorities uh, and the military leaders in the course of this uh, very fragile transition uh, in the country. 
Mm-hmm. What uh, what are they transitioning to? What what will things look like when this is all finished? Assuming that it that it so, does pro- progress as hoped. Yes, the plan is after thirty uh, months uh, of a transition, there will also be elections uh, in that country, uh, and uh, again, not dissimilar to Ethiopia, the risks uh, of this sort of transitional period uh, are tremendous. Um, Sudan, as, as you said, uh, has been under had been under dictatorial rule for nearly 30 years. Uh, there is a very vibrant civil society. There is a vibrant uh, history of, of political parties. Um, but there are also uh, a number of entrenched interests. Uh, the security sector that uh, more or less dominated the country, including the economy, uh, under the Bashir regime remains uh, largely unreformed. Uh, and so even in, the, sorry, even in the course of this 30-month period and uh, with the, the very concerted efforts of the civilian authorities, it remains to be seen whether uh, a, a true democratic election uh, can uh, take place uh, and whether that can lead to long-term stability uh, uh, for the country. Now, there are some international actors involved here. Uh, who's involved and, and what kind of effect are they having? Well, so one of the uh, more interesting developments affecting both of these political transitions uh, is that uh, the the dispositive role that the states of the Gulf are playing uh, in this region. It's a a role that's become much more assertive uh, in recent years. Uh, The United States, uh, certainly uh, after the end of the Cold War, had been the dominant external uh, actor in the Horn of Africa. Um, That's been less and less the case in recent years. And so uh, you you see, uh, rather unfortunately, some of the rivalries of the Middle East, uh, let's say the Turks, the Qataris on one hand, uh, Saudi Arabia, the Emirates on the other, uh, competing with with one another in the Horn of Africa for uh, for influence. And uh, given the fragility in Ethiopia, the fragility in in Sudan, uh, and some of the challenges that these countries are facing at this very delicate moment, uh, that has tended to exacerbate some of the internal uh, tensions and, and political and security dynamics in these in these states. Mm-hmm. Now, talks begin this week on a dam on the Nile River, and the U.S. is taking the lead in mediating those talks. Uh, what what are the issues at hand, and uh, how, where does this all uh, where is that's all where is that all heading? So as you know, uh, the Nile for Egypt is is an existential question. Uh, It's it's, uh, vital to its economy. Uh, Something like 90% of the Egyptian population lives on the banks of the Nile. Uh, And so this is really really, uh, part of the Egyptian ethos. Um, Ethiopia, a number of years ago, began uh, construction of the largest infrastructure project uh, in its history, uh, which is a dam on the Nile designed to generate hydroelectric power which would be transformative uh, for Ethiopia. And uh, interestingly, uh, the Ethiopian government chose to self-finance this project. Uh, And so the Ethiopian people themselves uh, contributed to the financing and so really see uh, as see themselves as having a stake uh, in its success. Um, And so uh, there had been uh, in the course of this project uh, tensions develop, uh, quite significant tensions between Egypt uh, and Ethiopia, Egypt fearing uh, 
that the dam would um, would lower the the Nile as it flowed upwards. Uh, and Ethiopia, of course, trying to uh, quite a poor country, trying to uh, to transform itself uh, developmentally, as I suggested. Um, uh, in last fall, uh, the Egyptian president uh, requested President Trump uh, to mediate uh, this dispute uh, on the Nile, and so there have been a number of rounds of talks. Uh, in Washington, uh, convened under the auspices uh, of Steve Mnuchin, the Secretary of the Treasury. Uh, the most recent round of those talks is, as you said, uh, happening today. Uh, and it will be very interesting to see whether uh, they are successful. I mean, it, 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 there is, uh, to some extent, a sort of zero-sum debate uh, between Egypt uh, and Ethiopia on these issues. Uh, the Nile, of course, also flows through Sudan, uh, and so Sudan is part of these talks. Uh, their position had been aligned uh, very much with Ethiopia's, um, but as I suggested earlier, there are multiple centers of gravity of decision-making in Khartoum, uh, and so the Sudanese position may uh, may be evolving. Uh, the United States, of course, does have tremendous leverage over all three of these countries, um, given its influence, given the assistance it provides to Egypt, uh, given that both Sudan and Ethiopia uh, very much need U.S. support and assistance as their transitions unfold. Uh, so it's a very dynamic uh, situation and has consequences uh, for all of the political and security dynamics that we spoke uh, about earlier. Absolutely. And so that, that certainly bears watching, and we, we thank you for uh, filling us in on all that. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Ken. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Peyton Knopf is advisor with the Africa program at the uh, United States Institute of Peace. And uh, you can find him on Twitter at the Institute at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.